Blog Talk Radio. Hey, this is Dan Marino. Hi, this is Larry Zonka. Hi, I'm Zach Thomas of the Miami Dolphins. This is Mark Super Duper. I'm John Offerdahl. This is Paul Warfield. Hi, this is Nick Bonacani. This is Jake Scott. Gary Premian. Dick Anderson. Larry Little. Mercury Morris. Tom Vigorito. This is Don Strauss. Don Nottingham. Hey, this is A.J. Dewey. Otto Stowe. Mike Cola. It's Doug Kruzan from the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins. This is Marlon the Magician Briscoe. This is Mark Ingram. I'm Jim Crash Jensen. This is Don Shula, and I listen to the Pat Catello Show. It's the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello. <laughs> Join us now as we talk Dolphins football or call in live with your questions or comments. And now, here's your host, Pat Catello. All right, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. I'm your host, Pat Catello, and uh, we will be joined shortly alongside Rich Van Zant. Uh, but first, the Miami Dolphins now uh, have begun the 2019 season 0-3, and that's not really the surprise of it, because uh, let's be honest, uh, a lot of people predicted this to be an abysmal year in ESPN. Uh, had reported them, you know, ranked them as the, the worst team in football. And uh, I, and quite frankly, up to that point, I don't know that they really were. But the Dolphins then went on a, a fire sale uh, after that, um, you know, letting go uh, just right off the top of my head, Tunzel, Stills, Alonzo. Um, and then, of course, Minka now is gone as well. But uh, and so they just dilapidated their entire roster um, of you know any any veteran or or star power, if you will, that they they did have, even if it was just you know mediocre. Um, and and so you know this thing has started off horrendous, and the Miami Dolphins continue that trend as they fall 31 to six at the hands of the Dallas Cowboys in Texas, and uh, you know it's just it, it's shaping up to be uh, very very rough for anybody who roots for this team, and uh, you look at the game plan of what they've said they want to do, you know, and and you, you understand, you know, it's very easy to basically say we're going to clear everything out, we're going to gather up picks, and we're going to start over. Now, that, that sounds real, real easy to say, but to actually be able to do that and do that successfully is a whole other ball game, and I'm not so sure they're going to be able to do that. Now, uh, you look at the problems that face this team and, and then you look at, you know, what they've done and there is still a gigantic gap, uh, you know, uh, between the two. Um, a lot of people are saying this is the worst performance the, uh, this year. I completely disagree with that. I think it's the best. I mean, if you look at basically you're, you're looking at a team that has uh, 59 to 10 lost to the Ravens, 43, nothing to the Patriots, and now 31 to six. I don't know what the record is. I know they were flirting with that record for the first two games in the history of the NFL. This has got to be darn close, if not, you know, the worst 0 and 3 start there has been, point differential wise. Um, I think this was the best in the sense that the Ravens maybe maybe the worst performance in the history of the franchise that bad. Uh, New England. 
uh, let's just say they went out and and like a puncher held their own as far as not getting knocked out for the first half. I think that ended up being thirteen nothing halftime. Um, they were never showing any jeopardy of of doing anything to the Patriots, taking any leads or so. But they held their own in the sense that they didn't get blown out in the first half. But they got blown out in the second half. And the differences in this Dallas Cowboy game, they not only could have taken the lead, they, they, they could have won the game in the first half for sure, and then who knows where that would have went. They had so many opportunities to take the lead, and they played pretty well, especially defensively in the first half of the game. But then again, you know, as the second half went on and things settled in, turns out being another blowout. So, yeah, you know, that that's my biggest... Uh, I, I, I guess observation as I'm watching this team, but uh, you know to have three blowouts like that, and they now uh, have, have have gotten draft picks, and with the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, doing as lousy as they're doing now, let's face it, they're going to have the Dolphins' first pick, which is going to be very very high. They're going to have the Pittsburgh Steelers' first pick in the first round. And that that's gonna that that could uh, that might be top ten if they continue to play like they're playing. We'll see. And then of course you got the Dallas Texans, uh, the 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 Houston uh, Texans, which is going to be you know some somewhere in the twenties, right? So three first round picks there. But Rich, like I had said, uh, if you it, it, you know, you got rid of Fitzpatrick and you got rid of Tunzel. Those were your two first-round picks anyway. Previously, if you draft another Fitzpatrick and another Tunzel, what is that doing for you? And I don't think you Nothing. build a team on first-round picks. I mean, you really you need a first-round pick, obviously, to get your quarterback and stuff like that. But but true teams are built on the the mid-round picks, the you know the third-round picks. The you have to you have to hit on a number of these. And my theory, like I've told you, is you dilapidate and get too far down. I don't think you ever recover with the same regime. That's what I'm concerned with. Well, I have a problem with who's picking the picks. I don't care if we had the first ten picks in the draft. I have no no, no uh, you know delusions that Chris Greer all of a sudden is going to turn into you know the uh, George Young here. Do you? No, I mean I think that he was there you know in the past, and all of a sudden now you know they're He's they're been going the to for twenty five years putting his input in. I mean, come on, it's Chris Greer. You know we didn't change DMs. We elevated somebody and we demoted him and elevated him again. I mean, come on. You know? Well, it, you know, I mean, I'm I'm prepared to give him a chance to have his own draft and do what he wants to do. I think it's a daunting task anyway. You know, uh, the, 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 everybody comes to mind with the Jimmy Johnson scenario, right? That's all everybody talks about. And the diff- there's a couple differences. And the main difference is he yeah, just coached. He just yeah. coached. And won a national championship. So he was extremely familiar with his own people as well as, you know, the people that he played. That's the first thing. And second of all, they had so many draft picks that, you know, and it was spread out that, you know, it was a little better situation. Now, I don't know enough. I mean, you know, our friend Rick Saratella might be the better guy to ask as far as how good this draft is going to be. Um, I do know that, you know, I don't think it's a dead lock 
uh, quarterback coming out, even if people say two and whatever. We're not going to get into that right now because I think that's so premature. But I don't know that there's that, uh, you know, that lock guy, you know, as a quarterback coming out to begin with. So you you have to maybe hit there. And I don't know how deep it is. Maybe you know better than me. No, you know, there's a few names out there, but it's not like, you know, uh, there, there's no Peyton Manning out there. Let me tell you that right now, okay? You Which know, is a huge thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, don't see any of these guys being future Hall of Famers, tell you the truth. You know, okay. I mean, I wish Lawrence was available this year, you know, from Clemson, you know, but that's two years out because, he's, you know, he's only a sophomore now. He can't leave after this year. You know, I, you know, you know, two of his numbers are great, but it's a system thing. So I, I don't know. You know, hey, look, remember you, what you just said about Jimmy? You know, we had Saban a year out of the league, too, and his draft was terrible. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point, and that was one of the things I was going to say. I think I that the biggest thing that, that failure that, that Nick Saban had, I think his worst yeah. thing that he had was that he came right out of college and that he wasn't able to, to benefit from taking the a great talent that he just coached against in college. In fact, he went and got an adversary in Ronnie Brown. I don't know what he saw on Ronnie Brown. Obviously, he he didn't play on his own team, so I don't know what he saw there to take him that high. But he failed miserably. And you know, Ronnie Brown was a good ball player, but was he you know that high of a pick? I don't think so. And I don't think Nick Saban's draft turned out to be good at all. I mean, there was a lot of busts. You know, from the the corners that he took there to Manny. I don't remember that that. Offensive lineman. I mean, just off the top of my head. And then, of course, I know you're going to get into the Drew Brees thing for the thousandth time. I get that. I mean, but he didn't draft the quarterback there. He was he was lousy in picking a veteran quarterback. Um, there was quarterbacks that came out of that draft, though. He didn't get any of them. You know, he right. didn't even really attempt. I don't know. I don't remember a young quarterback being drafted under Saban. Was there? No, I don't remember one. Anybody? No, we didn't draft yeah. anyone. No. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember no, one either. He was, you know, he was all in with Dante, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, that you know. yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, that that's his, that's the, the, the failure that everybody will, will go on. And, and obviously there, there's a lot there, but I don't think the rest of his draft, my point is, was, was great. No, he I really didn't draft well at all. No. And I don't know that you can win like that. The one guy he took from LSU, remember that he, we took that corner from LSU that didn't pan out. Yeah, yeah they said him that. Oh, that was his yeah, team pick. Jason, Jason Allen? Was it Jason yeah. Allen or something yeah, like that? Yeah, got it. Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, and that's the guy I was referring to. And then there was that Manny. Uh, I, uh, I can't think of his last name. And then he, you know, he made him cry, and then he quit, and all that. Um, then there was a couple defensive. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, training camp, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. And there was a couple defensive uh, linemen and stuff that just blended in. Uh, all in all, I don't think he did a great job of drafting. Now. Now, I don't know, you know, what Chris Greer's criteria is going into this, and I'm more than willing to give him a chance, but my point is you've given up your first-round picks in the last few years to get these first-round picks back. Now, do I think they were good trades? Yeah, I do. I mean, I have no problem repicking well, the Tunzel pick and brainer. the Fitzpatrick. You know, getting two back for Tunzel is a no-brainer. I don't have a problem with Minka either. Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, it's a, it's I'm okay with with trading both of them anyway and getting new picks, yep. new selections. But the point is, you know, they weren't busts. They weren't. Neither one of them were busts. Okay, if they were busts, you wouldn't have traded them for another first round pick. Now, they, they, the problem yeah. I have is that you, you can't pick the same people again, and they were on busts. You really got to hit, like, a head-on. You got to get Khalil Max out of this draft and build right. around them. I, I, I don't, don't know, know how you're going to do that. And we, don't, and we don't like drafting stars. Remember that? That's our well, that, like well, that's what's, that's what's oh, going to be interesting now because this is a new yeah. regime, right? No, let, let, yep. let, let's be honest. Like, here's my biggest problem with this team. My biggest problem is if I told you, okay, we're going to draft a clone of Jarvis Landry in the first round, are you happy with that? What's your answer? Yeah, of course I'm happy with yeah. that. Jarvis Landry, he's a yeah. franchise receiver. Well, you had him. You let him go. Yeah. All right, yeah. we're going to draft, you know, we're, we're going to draft, a, you know, another uh, offensive lineman, say, that's going to be, you know, uh, a mainstay on the line. Well, you know, you kind of had that in a young guy there. You know, you let him, you know, you've let so many people go. Now you've got to, like, get those pieces back. Don't ever get to the point where you're letting go just for the sake of letting go. And that's where I think they're, they're getting close to, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't think yeah, they got much for Kiko. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they got much for Kiko Alonso. I don't. I think they kind of gave him away. That's fine. He wasn't fitting into the system. But don't make Baker out to be Harry Carson. I mean, I'm yeah. watching Baker. He's the same Baker that he was for the last few years. I mean, I, I, he, I watch this guy, and I, I can tell you right now, he will never be the captain of a dominating defense. Ever. Ever. You can take that to the bank. Can he be a role player? Yeah, but, they, I mean, they got him starting middle linebacker, and they're acting like they, this is some coup. Like, uh, you know, like we found him, and Flores found him, and, you know, Kiku now goes, and we're going to revolve our defense around him. I, I don't know. I don't see that. I really don't. And I, I, the biggest problem I see with this defense, which is playing well, by the way. Defense is playing, you know, fairly well at times. Yeah, yeah, pretty well. Uh, I mean, reach. Well, really? well I, it played very well in the first half of this game. Your offense doesn't do anything. So any yeah, defense is going to collapse. They gave up six straight touchdowns the first week of the season. No, I'm talking about now. No, no, but I, I, I'm talking about the Dallas game, though. They played very well in the, in the Dallas game, especially the first yeah, half. Your offense is a net. You think Dallas What's was that? playing down to the competition? You think Dallas maybe wasn't, you know, we, you know, they weren't taking the game too seriously? Maybe? No, you know? I really don't. I don't think so, Rich. I really don't. I think that's nonsensical. I mean, I, I they, you know, they're playing their their first big game at home, and the Dolphins came out, and let's face it, the Dolphins should have had a thirteen point lead. They really should have. They had so many opportunities. Um, I just the, the offense was inept, you know. But I think the defense was was they were giving them problems to begin the game. I think they were, you know. I think they eventually yeah, settled and in and they were throwing the ball. Well, I mean, you know, Cooper dropped the fucking sure touchdown, you know, that was wide open. He, he looked away and he, he dropped yeah. it. I mean, you know, it, it was pretty ugly in some spots. You know, good good is is a little going overboard. I think. Well, I think, that, you know, all right, maybe. I thought they played fairly well early. I remember the Cooper drop. I don't know when that – when was the Cooper drop? You know, I remember it, but I don't know how early it was half. in the game. Yeah. That was in the first half. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, they got a couple breaks. But for the most part, I thought that they handled themselves pretty well. Dallas Cowboys are one of the best football teams in football. 
I mean, they really have a legitimate no, shot to, to represent the NFC. Yeah. The weapons they have there are pretty extreme. You know, so I guess the, you know, the point I'm making, what I see there, I think the linebacking crew is the problem out of that defense. The Raquan McMillans, the Bakers, I, I really don't – I think that's below average. That's been a problem for, that's been a problem since, for six years. We haven't had any linebackers. So you know? can that, that, so, do. So in order to fix this, I mean, you know, you have to you have to basically get I guess the, you know the, uh, the 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 depth throughout yeah, the entire draft. And we, and we Not just that. the three. Not yeah, just the first we've three. We've got at everything. We don't have depth. Well, and here, the other thing is, aren't there, you know, they've been trying to freaking piece together a defensive line for how long? Yeah, they get right. the same guys. They get they get the yeah, same kind of de- defensive lines. And there's no there's no like there, we have no pass rush, nothing. We haven't had a pass rush for a long time though, and it's been yeah. a long, long time since we've had any pass rush at all. I mean, it really has. The last time you had like a significant pass rush, in my opinion, I I, I think Jason Taylor was really on the line. A, a significant pass rush. I understand there's been moments you're going to bring up with Cameron Wake and things like that, but if for yeah, the well, most that, part... When you were Wake and Vernon played together and they played really well, that was Yeah, they had, that, that was, was a good. decent year. You know? Yeah, they, yeah we, 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 over both it, sides almost on every play. Yeah, yeah it know? was decent. It was, it was, it was. You know, that was, the, that was certainly the best in the recent times. Yeah, and then, then of course... You, Wake had 16 and a half sacks. That was a pretty good year. He, he, he had, had a good year. year. Vernon had 12. What's yeah, that? yeah, that was that was the best year they've had in a while. There's no yep. doubt about that. That was good. I mean, they, well, you know my theory on this. When the, that team that they brought into Pittsburgh with the with the backup quarterback to play in that playoff game, I think that team was well on their way to stabilization. Why they decided to go the route of of dismantling that, I don't know. I really don't understand that. I mean that—that's the point. I believe if you would have added to that, you wouldn't be anywhere near this. And, yeah, this, and this, this start this over. Complete, this is a this is a complete embarrassment. What this is, and and like I said, yeah, and I'm I'm with you too. I don't think this is going to work. And, then, and they're going to have a three year window to prove that it's not going to work. So basically, uh, if this doesn't work, you're not going to know about it for a while. You know. Yeah, I mean, how many years? This is obviously you're going to do horrendous this year. You're, you know, you're counting and see when are they going to win a game, you know? Um, and, and then next year you're going to have your draft and it'll be more promising. But, you know, at what point? So that goes into the third year then? And then what are you looking yeah, yeah. for then? Uh, I, I don't know what they're looking for. I, I think they think, like, in four or five years they're a championship caliber team. Well, which I don't you, think. It it, it, they, it it sounds so much easier to to do that until you actually have to do it. Like they've made look, I give them credit. They've made good moves as far as their trade value. They've made good moves yeah. there. Minka was unhappy. He wanted out. I don't know to this day. I don't know why the Pittsburgh Steelers pulled the trigger with Ben Roethlisberger hurt to pull the trigger on Minka and give up their first round pick in a year that they're going to be bad. They must really think this Mason Rudolph is a player. They must really like this guy. They must not think they need a quarterback. That's fine. That's fine. And he might be. He looks like he's, you know, he could could be something. They gave up a lot for him. I heard a Pittsburgh writer talking about this on NFL Network. And basically what his take was is they had Mika so high last year on the draft, and we got we drafted him before them, that they were in love with him. 
So they, they feel yeah. like they just gave up another first round pick for him. They they love this guy. So Yeah, well, that's, that's what I that's told what I you. I told you yeah. that three days ago, that obviously they were in love with him in the draft and we took him. So, yeah, you know that there's a precedent and they do like him, and I get that. But they did give up a lot for him. So, you know, you got to give credit for the Dolphins, yeah. and you got to no, give credit. I, I yeah, you know. It was a surprising move, and the Tunzel trade, you know, with Kenny Stills lumped in there, you know, was was, was strong. I mean, you're getting, uh, what do we get, two ones out of that deal? Two ones out of two. So you, we'll have another number one in in the future year. Yeah, we have one from ne- next year, one from t- one in twenty twenty one. You know, listen, they got the picks. There's no doubt they have the picks. Yeah. It's just a matter of how strong the draft is and what they can do f- with it. And you know, uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of unknowns that that come into this. So you know, it's yeah. it's, it's I, easier you know, said listen, than done. I mean, you know, it'd be really gutsy to, like, you know, to pass over a quarterback next year. But, you know, if it was me, I would wait one more year and just, you know, roll the dice and try to get Lawrence because I think he's the real thing, and I don't see it in this class of guys. So to just to take it to t- for the point of taking it, you suck for 20 years. You know what I mean? Wait one more and get the real guy. You know what I mean? You know, I know that's ballsy because a lot of things can happen and you could fall on your face. But I think that just taking a guy number one in the draft just because you have the number one pick in the draft and you need a quarterback, I think it could be a colossal blunder, you know? Okay, on that thought, hold your thought. We'll come back and uh, take a quick break. 31, 30 seconds to go. I believe Marino is saying I'm going to spike it. He's looking. He's rolling. Oh, This is Mark Ingram, and you're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with Pat Catello, sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Cotello.
Okay, welcome back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show. Pat Catello, Rich Van Zant, and uh, we're broadcasting live. We'll take you up to the Monday Night Football game and uh, another NFC battle as the uh, Chicago Bears. Mitch Trubinsky goes into uh, Washington. Seems like the same uh, same teams are kind of getting the spotlight on these night games lately. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that all uh, shakes out. And just a reminder: you can uh, you want to send us an email, any questions, comments, you can do that. Uh, Pat Catello Show at Yahoo.com and uh, we'll read some of them on the air and uh, try to get some of your thoughts and that uh, discussed. So, Rich, let's stay on Lawrence a little bit because uh, just on your theory, um, I, the problem I have with your theory is not so much in that I think you're wrong about whether he could be the real deal and whether this is not the draft class for that because I don't necessarily disagree with you on that. What I disagree with is the problem is to do something like that, you have to assume that he's going to be the number one pick of the draft. And how do you how do you put yourself in a position I, I to do that? I don't know. You know, I don't know how to do it. But like my my feeling is, look, you got all these draft picks for next year. You got more holes in Swiss cheese in this team, so you could definitely start building the team and, and use Rosen as your your you know your bridge. You know, right? And then see what happens after that. And 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 if Lawrence falls into your lap, then you got something. I mean, you're gonna have a high. I I don't think you're gonna be that great next year anyway. You're gonna have a high pick. Plus, you got two next year. You could trade up to get them. You know what I'm saying? You can. Uh, you know, it's 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 gonna it's not gonna be easy to do. You could certainly take that approach. But if you fail at it, you're you're gonna have the same quarterback problems that you have. I, I know it's a, I know it's a risk, but like I said, I think I, I I don't I'm not in love with this tour, and I really don't like like Herbert in Oregon too much. And I watched the Georgia kid play the other day, and I'm like, really? Uh, Are I you prepared to either. give up? Are you prepared to give up three first-round picks to get Lawrence? Because I think well, that's what you have to. to. We could, we could, we could clearly be the number one pick two years in a row the way this team is. Mm, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't. You know, that's so easy to say. You've done it once in the history of the team, and 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 you went one in fifteen. Now, I know everybody thinks that, that's a that lot. one in fifteen team. That one in fifteen team would would destroy this team. That's not the point we're talking about, though. The point is, it's not no, easy I'm, to get I'm that first you, pick. That team wasn't that bad. That team wasn't getting blown out. That team was losing by three points. Yeah, but you know? What does that, that have to do with what we're talking about? What does that have to do with anything? We're talking about well, how to get the saying, first pick in the draft. We've turned, we turned that around a lot quicker. My point was there was there was a core of very decent, better players on that team than this one. And yeah, I, don't I understand that. that big jump. I don't, no, I I said, I don't that, think we can make po- that jump. Yeah, yeah I get okay. that. Go but ahead. the point we're talking about is for Lawrence to get that first pick. I'm not 100% convinced you're going to have the first pick in the draft this year. I know everybody says, yeah, absolutely. You don't know. There's a lot of teams without a win. And there's a lot of teams that are in bad shape in this league. You, you don't know. You can easily win a couple games this year. And that might take you out of it. You don't know. So to to say that you 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 know you can get it next year as well, I don't think you could count on that. And even if you have, let's say you have the third pick in the draft, right? Say you have the third pick and you have the eighth pick, right? Now that that's something that's feasible, right? You probably have a yep. good chance at something like that. I still don't know if that gets you the first pick because if the team in twenty one needs the quarterback and he's sitting there and they want to take him one. You're going to have a hard time getting him, even with that kind of ammunition. That's Listen my point. Me, I, I know it's not a sure thing. I know, but I think it's 
it, it's better to take a shot at that at the Gold Cup than it is to make a reach on somebody that may be the first three picks in the draft and, and be a bust. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying, and I don't have a problem with that per se. Uh, just because you desperately need a franchise quarterback does not mean you can turn one into it. If he's not it, he's not it. Like I said, I think it's more harmful if you take the guy and he's not the guy than if you pass on the guy and, yes. and, and you, you, you wait. I think it's well, definitely more harmful if that guy turns out to be a bust. Well, it's because more harmful. Yeah, well, it's more harmful for this regime for for sure, the Flores yeah. regime for sure. But secondly, y- you need to have a, a strong enough front office to know that and recover from that, and that's the problem. They they may take a quarterback and stay with him too long. Um, it, it is an opposite case scenario, okay? But just like you look at what happened in Seattle, right? Now, yep. they took Flynn, they went out, and they gave him an enormous contract. We were talking about this the other day. They they drafted Russell Wilson. Right away, they figured, you know, Pete Carroll or whatever, Russell Wilson's our guy. This Flynn's not going to work out. And you got to give them credit for taking that ballsy move and going with Russell Wilson, and obviously it panned out, right? They win a Super Bowl, they go yeah. to two. Right. Now, take the same kind of thing. If you draft the quarterback – you have to have enough wherewithal that if he's not the guy, you can't make it a five-year plan just because you took him as the number one pick in the draft. You have to yep. go out and get yourself somebody else to compensate that at a certain point. So you're right, and I don't have necessarily a problem with what you just said. In fact, I would almost prefer it. I would rather you go out and get the the, the top guy. You know, go get get the guy who has the potential to be the decade-long franchise quarterback. Then oh, yeah, just, like, you're saying, like if next year with their two, you know, with their three first-round picks, if they went and got like a like a, a, a no-brainer star linebacker that we haven't had since Zach, and when we got like a playmaking, you know, you know, running back or something, you know, like a I like got a no Barkley, problem with that. Yeah, I got no problem. No with problem. That. No, well, you better get I have no problem with that I'm at sick all. Of these, I'm sick of these nondescript defensive linemen that you can't tell are good enough for three years and then they get caught. And I'm sick see, of their dopey freaking secondary picks that they pick. You know, I'm sick of it. But here's where you're going to see, because let me tell you something. There's more, there's more to just picking the guy. Like, you have to be able to, to manage that entire draft. For instance, yep. if you want that linebacker, say, and you got the first pick in the draft, then you need to know it and be able to trade down the three to get him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah like, exactly. And there's a lot more to this whole thing. I don't. I don't have confidence that this regime is there. I mean, Chris Greer's been there. He's been there a long time. I'm giving him a clean slate and I'm letting him do his thing. I like what I've seen as far as making the trades to get the picks, but it's a lot more than just picking the guy. You got a wheel and deal. You got to really know what's going on there. It's 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 a chess game. I mean, it really is. Well, you know, the you know, reason you know, I was watching the Saints yesterday, and they were talking about how great their draft was last year. Right. And guess who was their draft guy? Hickey, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. He got he got that running back. That's unbelievable. You know. That, well, I think uh, we speaking Camara. of the Saints. 
when you look at that, when it's all said and done, and you, you know, you got Teddy Bridgewater. Great for him, right? How great was that to see him yesterday yeah, nice come day. in it and really save it? And, 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 yep. and if they're able, you know, listen, if Drew Brees is able to do anything this year, it'll be because of Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, he will basically yeah, make or break their season. He, he'll yep. be the reason why, you know, he saves it. And just, the, you know, I say that because the guy's had such a horrendous injury, you know, to come back like that, and now he's in a, a very good situation. And let's not forget, he turned down the Dolphins. The Dolphins were the ones that went after Bridgewater the hardest. And he yep. turned them down at the last minute to go sign the deal with the Saints. So, you know, you know why? I mean, that's I a big he, deal. He knew he, he knew he knew he needed more time. He didn't want to be rushed in with those legs. But he says and, he says because they promised – But he says yeah. that, you know, like that the, they kind of think Drew Brees is playing, you know, a couple more years and then that job is his. So – We'll see how that pans out. Well, they're using, but, um, you know, they're using, they're using another guy, Hill, too. They're like switching them back and forth. Also, that guy Hill's getting back, in there a lot. Back you know? and forth, what? Because Hill didn't play last week. Yeah, he did. He made a, he made a, he made a couple passes last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, what, in like a wild so Hill goes formation? In situations and stuff. Yeah, they go different formations. Well, what kind sometimes of situation? they sometimes it's not like a wildcat. Sometimes they take Bridgewater out and they put Hill in. You know, for short passes and stuff, different stuff. But Hill could run the ball also. He's really, he's very fast. But they were using Hill, you know, when Breeze was in there also, you know. So they have, so a, couple, they have a couple of kids that Hill was playing a lot. Well, if Hill comes in for Breeze, what's he coming in for, like a, 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 a trick play situation? What? Yeah, like Breeze was going to the sidelines a lot. It was pissing Breeze off, I remember, when it first well, started. Yeah. And then he got used to it, you know. Right, but yeah. that doesn't sound like. I right, but that doesn't kinda sound like, like a wildcat thing. Yeah, it's kind of like a wildcat, but it isn't because this guy can throw also. You know. Well, how does he? I guess, uh, but how does he factor in towards the, uh, you know, the overall game plan of a quarter? It's well, just they, the guy they, they, they use him a lot. It's not fifty-fifty, but he's in there at least twenty percent of the snaps, maybe a little bit more. Twenty percent. Yeah, he could, he gets in there a lot. Yeah. Sometimes they're on the field at the same time. Sometimes they're not. You know, sometimes they take Bridgewater out. It's very bizarre, but it, that's, you know, it seems to be working. I mean, that's a lot. 20% is a lot. Yeah. Well, they don't want to kill Bridgewater, they said, too. You know? Well, I understand. Yeah, I could, I could see that, um, of course. But, I mean, that that's a lot. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah, it is a lot. Yeah. But he, you know, he was like, you know, he's a weapon man. This guy, you know, this guy Hill, he's really fast. Like he can run the ball. He can, you know, he can throw it. He can catch a pass. Really? He's like, he's very versatile. Yeah, it's like a weird. You gotta watch like the whole game to like kind of like you kind of miss it sometimes when he's in there, you know. But he, he's behind center sometimes, you know. But as a, but he's behind center though in the sense that he could be like t- yeah, taking over the quarterback. The quarterback like, yeah, he's the quarterback. Or sometimes just coming like, in like. Like yeah, no, it's like he comes in. He comes in for like you know, like a set of downs sometimes. You know, it's not just like one play. Right. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you know, he does the read option. He does, you know, he passes, he runs. So it's like a weird thing. Yeah. Okay. You know. Yeah. All right. So I guess uh, you know, see how that goes. But um, you know, but getting back to the point, you know, that we made. Um, you know, there's there's a lot more to this, and you basically have to. Uh, you know, yeah, you really have to, you have to hit almost 
90% on the strategy that you put in place to build the team. Yeah, you know, you I mean, look they at, said they want to go heavy in the free agency next year. I mean, you know how bad we've been at that, you know. But you have to. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, free they were they definitely took the year off for that this year. You know. Yeah, you so can't build the team in the draft alone. You yeah. can't build the yeah. team from the draft alone. No, yeah, hey, all Jimmy, all Jimmy Johnson's picks, right? All Jimmy Johnson's picks, right? Take them all. Yep. Take Charles Haley out of the mix. I don't know if they win the Super Bowls. Yeah, you're probably right. You have to be able to build your depth and your you know, your team in the draft, but you you have to be able to bring in the right people and the veterans in the in in the free agency market as well. It's got to balance itself out. It's a, it's a I listen, I don't envy Greer's task at hand. It's daunting. It's not no, easy. It's a- no. Especially when you don't have the quarterback. I mean, that's yep. the thing. If you look at look at all the teams that have turned from lousy into Super Bowl winners and yeah, contenders for a long time, they all have them. Yeah, of course. You know, people forget. They forget how important Drew Bledsoe was to the rebuilding of the New England Patriots. Everybody talks yeah. about Tom Brady, and they'll all forget Drew Bledsoe like he just was – you know, treated like crap and passed over by Belichick. They all forget that the whole culture of that team changed under Bill Parcells and Drew Bledsoe. And how he brought them to the Super Bowl, and then that continued on. And when Belichick took over at least the the first dynasty, if you will, that team was pretty stacked. They had a lot of depth. They had all those defensive players. They invented Terry. They they were stacked. Well, think about this. After after <coughs> after this year's over, how many like how many guys did we lose from last year? It's got to be like twenty different guys on this roster, right? Yeah, this is a big turnover, absolutely. Right? It's a big turnover. Yeah, I would say. A... You know, you're gonna, uh, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna flip over at least twenty again. Uh you know, to be honest with you, Rich, there's a good twenty-five. I don't even know who they are. Yeah, I really I don't. 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 I was looking at this okay. roster. You're gonna, you're gonna do we the do this for a living here too. I mean, we do this for a living. We do this professionally. I, I, I yep. and I know like you're supposed to know 45. Uh, there's guys that I don't. I really yeah, don't. I, yeah, you, you, I'm right with you. And, and the turnover rate, like you said, is so high that you know, yeah, there's going to be a lot that. more turnover. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard there's to build on that. It is. It, it, at a certain point, you need stabilization. Yeah. So, you know, uh, that's what we got to see. When does that point come? Because at a certain point, you need to stabilize the team, and it's got to be the same for a while to to get chemistry and and all that stuff together, you know. And uh, and uh, you know, again, keep saying, not easy to do, not easy to do no. at all, you know. And uh, you know, we'll we'll see, we'll see how uh, we'll see how everything, you know turns out and and uh but task at hand is still you know what they're going to do on the field this year it looks daunting we'll take a quick break and uh we'll look ahead uh san diego game right after this when the autumn mist is drawing near and you hear the whistle sound and the crowd cheer you'll know it's that special time once again for head-to-head combat and first and ten. 
So follow those that are in the know and listen to Pat and Rich and the Legends Show. All episodes of the Pat Catello Show available now on iTunes. Hi, this is Mercury Morris. You're listening to the Pat Catello Show. You're listening to the Miami Dolphins Legends Show with Pat Catello. Sponsored by Don Nottingham Associates Insurance. Don Nottingham formed Don Nottingham Associates Insurance in 1975 while playing for the Miami Dolphins. He recognized the need to prepare for life after football. For all your insurance needs, call 352-307-6736 or visit online at donnottinghamins.com. Now, back to the Miami Dolphins Legend Show with your host, Pat Catello. No matter which way you go, no matter which way you stay, you're out of my mind, out of my mind, out of my mind, out of my mind. I was walking with the ghost. As we come to the home stretch here, Pacatello, Rich Van Zant, and we uh, recap uh, week three of the NFL. And um, it's on to San Diego, uh, now Los Angeles, right? It's the Los Angeles Chargers now, Rich. <laughs> I so, can't get used uh, to that either. Uh, I really can't. Uh, it's crazy. I can't get no. used to that. It's, it's not. It's weird. <laughs> I know. It's uh, this league. Um, you yeah. know, this is a game. I Listen, the Dolphins have gotten blown out the last three games that they've played. They've played three of the best teams in football. Three teams that have legitimate Super Bowl championship hopes. No arguing yep. there. There's no arguing nope. there. Now they're playing the, the, the Chargers, a team that they play very well against at times, a team that's struggling this year, a team that kind of outplayed itself last year, had a much better year than they were supposed to. They're, they're not on track to do that. I'm not saying they... they are going to beat the Chargers, but if this team is going to show any heart for a new coach, this is the game. At home, they should be able to at least finish a game competing-wise. I mean, they've lost. They've been they've lost. They've twenty twenty plus point underdogs in every game they've played. Pretty much, they've gotten blown out. They, you take that twenty two points, and you're a loser before the fourth quarter starts. They got to be in this game. If they're not in this game, you, this is going to be worse and longer than I could have even imagined it's going to be. Well, this is a, still an above-average team. It you is. Know, this, I don't think but this, this isn't an eight-eight team. I think this is still. It's above, not an eight-eight team, and above. I'm not saying they got to win the game. Yeah. But you got to 
be in this game in the second half. You cannot be losing. The end of this game is 38-10. to 10. This is going to be a major problem. I don't care how many picks you got. It's just it, it's going to be really, really bad. To well, try you to know maintain how great we are against the pass, because that's what this team does. You know, well, uh, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, I I I think they're going to play better than you There's think. There's too many holes in this offense. You know, and they know across offense? the middle they can just eat us alive. No, you know what I'm saying. There's too many holes in this defense where I think Rivers can just pick it apart. You know. I yeah, I, I disagree with you there. I mean, that, the teams you played, that, Dallas is much better offensively than the Chargers. Not saying they're not. Much better. But, huh? But much better. I don't think we match I mean, up against the team. Well, we match up better against them than they did the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, you know, to an extent. Yeah. To an extent? One of the best running backs in football, a Hall of Fame tight end, a mobile quarterback who can kill you throwing the ball. They kind of rested him yesterday in the second half. Did you notice that? They really weren't using Elliott, really. He had 116 yards going into the third quarter, and they kind of just, like, let him sit. Like, he wasn't really in there getting, doing anything. Oh, I'm not saying he wouldn't have rushed in the second half for another 120 yards, but my point yeah. is they have more weapons, and they did. They held them in check in the first half of that game. They held yeah. them in check. I mean, they did. There's no way you can yeah, say I, they I didn't hold them in check. You think going to the fourth quarter, we're going to have a chance to win this game next week? Really? That's what you're really saying? I'm saying that you have to be within two possessions in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do I think they're going to win the game? I'm not going there. But I, I think that you have to be within two possessions going into the fourth quarter. Well, it would be nice if you're right, but I don't see it. You don't, you don't see any shot of it? You think they're nah. – no, yeah. I think there's, yeah. I think there's there's games they could win, but this ain't one of them. Right, right. You know. Well, yeah, I hear what you're saying, and 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 listen, uh, you know, when you look at fifty nine to ten, forty three nothing, and thirty one to six, I don't really have much footing to argue with you. We have one. Wait, you're you're forgetting three games. We have one touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the offense the offense has been abysmal and it has just been yeah. terrible. I mean it really yeah. has. And so we and and you know what? And we both I brought this up a couple weeks ago uh and and you know we both touched on it cuz we both feel the same way. I'm really concerned because I don't like hip injuries to begin with. Albert Wilson went down with a horrendous one at the end of last year. And then I and know when he nothing. got hurt they start talking calf, but now you know it's hip. And that really it bothers does. me. And he, he didn't play and, you know, last they week. They did nothing for it. They let it heal. They didn't do anything. They I'm not a doctor. I don't know do what it. the situation is. I don't know what's yeah. wrong with it. Uh, you know, but you're probably right because well, their track record is our, terrible. It's our lovely medical staff again screwing them up, not doing anything about it. You know, so you're saying that they elected not to have a surgery. It by itself. Right. Well, you're, 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 well I, listen, I don't know that to be the case, and I don't know that you do either, but you're saying he elected not to have surgery again? Well, like, no, that's I'm what you're saying? saying? Our, our idiotic medical staff probably recommended that. That's my thing. So that, that, every time they let something heal by itself, what happens? The guy's finished. So, so you're saying there's a surgery that. option that they elected not to take? That's my guess, yes. I mean, if that's the <laughs> case, that could be career-ending then. Yeah, exactly. And I hope it's yeah. not. Hips bother me. I don't like hip injuries. Yeah. I, I, oh, I, I just good. don't. Very hard to recover. 
One of the worst hip injuries I remember is from, uh, was it John Taylor? Did he yes. go to the Giants? Yep. Who's the guy? Yes. Who's the 49er receiver that went to the Giants? Oh, you not Taylor. That? No, the other guy. I, I don't know. Who, who was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, uh, I know who Michael. And I remember, yeah. I remember he had a terrible hip injury where you actually watched it pop out of the yeah. joint, and then yeah, he, he took a year. And then the Giants wound up signing him, and he had moments, and he did come back from, and he had moments. But you're ne- you're never the same with something like that. And of course, the, well, the most famous one is yesterday. Bo Jackson. I think we got our first glimpse where we can actually criticize the coach, like you know. You know, I think he made two big blunders on offense. Yeah, he did. He made you certainly know, one of them, but yeah. You know, he didn't review the touchdown, which I think was that a was a mistake. big mistake. There, you know? you're not losing anything to fill our, our our viewers in. It was five minutes left in the second half, and uh, yeah. do I think he would have been a touchdown? You know, I, listen, probably not, but I think there was a 25% chance that it would be overturned, well, and you've got to take that way, chance. I don't know. When you catch the ball on the one-yard line, you're running across the plane, and then you take three steps, and then the guy gets knocked the ball out. Why is it in a touchdown? Well, I don't think you know? it was to that extent, Rich. I don't think it was there. I think he, I think he did get the second foot down before that ball was knocked out. So I, I, it was very close. And I think there yeah. was a shot that that gets overturned. But the risk and reward don't balance that. You've got to challenge that. Try. And yeah. the other What's problem this? I have is when he headed yeah. off the Drake on the three-yard line, you know, and Drake fumbles. I mean, that was terrible. Yeah. I mean, bad, bad play call for a few reasons. You certainly had enough time and timeouts to do whatever you wanted. That's not an issue. But yeah. I don't think it was a tr- – and there's nothing tricky about it. Oh. You went under center – um, I mean, I, you know, that that was just not going to work. It was not going to score a touchdown. That's the problem you probably have with it. I don't see that play scoring a touchdown. So I don't know what you're gaining there. Are you looking to gain two yards on it and then come back? And say, I don't know what you're gaining there. And then, of course, Drake coughing it up was basically the game ender. That was the end of the game. They never recovered yep. from that. And yeah. as ridiculous as it seems, that team has, should have had a lead. They should have been up 17 points. They should have They should have had that. They really should have. I mean, they should have had a lead at halftime. They should have been up by 10 points easily. Yeah, and, no uh, yeah, and they never recovered from that. And, you know, and yeah. you're not going to. I mean, when you have those, you can't afford those kind of mistakes. But, listen, he's a first-year coach. It's not an easy job. There's going to be a lot of learning on the job. And, you know, and, and, and if anything, the guy seems like he's a worker. He comes from the Belichick, you know, system. So, you know, that when that comes around again, it's probably not going to happen again. That's what you hope, right? You only hope to, we have to, to learn, hope to learn from, from that. Well, what right. do you think about Rosen? What would you grade him? Uh, I thought that he played – I thought that he played okay at times. I would probably grade it somewhere around a C, C minus maybe. But um, yeah, but I'm, there was I'm right with there, you. but there was times yeah. that I thought that I watched Rosen and I I said to myself, if they get their stuff together, I think that he could he he can basically do okay at times. You know what I mean? I felt like if you give him some some time, which he, he did have some pretty decent protection at least in the first half of that game. Um, you know, that I I thought that maybe uh, you know, he 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 could do a little bit better than I I maybe anticipated him doing. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's probably where I would put him at that point, you know. Um, but uh 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's a work in progress. This guy wasn't the starting quarterback, you know, up until Thursday, which I don't understand that either. I mean, what changed? Ryan Fitzpatrick was named the starter. It all week, no Ryan yeah. Fitzpatrick was the starter. Then all of a yeah. sudden, Thursday night, he changed his mind and named Rosen the starter, which we both think was the right call, but why did it take so long to do that? I don't know. Uh, so, you know, but but whatever. He gets thrown in there. So now, you know, now you go on to – this is why I say this San Diego game is a big barometer for me. Not necessarily coming out with a W, but, you know, I, I, you really want to see some things – in this in this San Diego game that you haven't seen thus far, I think that's my well, feeling. Well, you know, my my fear too is you know this team. How long is this team going to play? You know, before like really packs it in. You know, he's going to have a hard time getting them up week ten or week eleven. You know, right? Well, you got a lot of young guys. Listen, Drake's not here for the long haul. Drake's no. going to be gone. We know that. But take him out of the mix. I mean, for the most part, you got a lot of young guys that are playing for their careers and their jobs, so you would hope that those guys aren't going to quit at any time soon. Well, Drake soon. isn't really but, that old, is he? No, he's not, but he's played for better teams, and I don't think he's buying into the system. I think that no. I think that Balazs got the nod over him. I don't think that uh, he, he him and Flores didn't kind of click in the beginning. He was kind of benched, and Balazs was starting over him, and I think he's miserable. And, yeah. no, he's not old at all, but I think he wants out. So, you know, and I think yeah, he will well, eventually I, I don't know. You, you think they're going to do that? I don't think they're going to do that yet, you know. Well, I think they they tried to trade, right? Weren't there trade talks with him last week? I, I think that he mentioned it, but they said they weren't trying to, you know. Now, he, uh, what are you going to get for him anyway? You don't not really going to get much for him. What are you going to get for him? No, but but no, but there's teams that can fit him onto a really good team, uh, but they're you not going to give up too much for him. Speed kills and everything, but still, like, what do you? You know what I mean? It's not I would like say you probably have, like, five running backs on the roster here. You know, fourth, fourth or fifth round pick. I think that's what you get for yeah. him. Can't imagine not much higher it, really. than that. Yeah, it's worth it from what the Dolphins' perspective. Yeah, but you know what I'm well, saying? You don't really it's have like, anybody no. else. You don't really have anybody else. Yeah. I mean, you know, Balazs is the every gown back now? I mean, you got rid of yeah. Gore because you couldn't let her. A guy like Gore would have stuck around. A guy like Gore would have played one more year on this horrendous product they put out. Getting he wanted to say. I know. And they, they, he was the, no, they were too good for him, so they let him go. Put it like this. And they got rid of Shady McCoy because of him. Yeah, no, I know. We know how well Frank Gore's like. You know, he's been a favorite yeah. of mine for a long time. He actually but, he had a good game yesterday. Yeah, why? Why can't a guy? You know, why? Like, why is that above the rebuilding process? You can, you don't have to get rid of everybody. You need somebody yeah, there to at least maintain the ship. Back to Wake again. There was no reason to let Wake go. He wanted to stay too, and maybe he could have helped the young guys. You know what I mean? That that was stupid, also. You know? Yeah. Oh, and by the way, um, Clay Matthews. Clay Matthews. Yes, I saw that. Last night. Yeah, I still saw that last night. I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's on a he's on a good team, so he's obviously got a shot. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I guess yeah. they, they must have signed him. He wasn't in training camp until like they must have just brought him in like right at the end. Yeah, right. Because there's a whole story on him that I saw how he was all disgruntled, had nobody like offered him anything during training camp, and and he couldn't believe the Packers wouldn't bring him back in at a reduced cost. Well, he landed on his feet. And uh, I think yeah. he even had a sack last night, so um yeah, worked did. out good. I saw that. Worked out yeah. good. Good yeah. to see. 
All right, so we'll see how this all shakes out. That's our show for the the evening, and uh, hopefully we'll have some better luck uh, next week and be able to uh, report on what we just reported. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you next week on the Miami Dolphin Flood Show. Took a look down a westbound road, right away I made my choice. Headed out to my big two-wheeler, I was tired of my own voice. Took a beat on the northern plains and just rolled that power off. Twelve hours out of Mackinac City, stopped in a bar to have a brew. Met a girl and we had a few drinks and I told her what I decided to do. She looked out the window a long, long moment and she looked into my eyes. She didn't have to say a thing. Never even said